Welcome into another episode of Locked On Phillies. In today's episode, the Phillies take another game. This one from the New York Mets to start off the series, but it was a little bit close for comfort. How do we feel about Craig Kimbrell's performance and is Jose Alvarado back? Uh, next, the preview of game two and the chance for the Phillies to drop that magic number even more. And finally, have we been focusing on the Cubs too much? Are the Arizona Diamondbacks really the second wildcard team that the Phillies are going to have to face? We'll discuss on today's episode of Locked On Phillies. You are Locked On Phillies, your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, this is Locked On Phillies. I'm Connor Thomas, your host. Thank you so much for checking us out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. Appreciate it. Please make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube, all that good stuff. It really helps us out here at Locked On. And it gives you uh, great access to Locked On Phillies. I mean, you get notifications when new episodes are posted and everything like that. So it keeps you up to date. Cost you nothing. Takes like two seconds to subscribe. Really appreciate everyone who has done that already and all of you that are going to because of that wonderful testimony right there by yours truly. Uh, now let's jump into the episode real quick. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute, last minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. So the Phillies, they started their series with the Mets last night, and they ended up with a tight 5-4 victory. Thank goodness they didn't have to go into extra innings because I've had enough of that with the Atlanta Braves. Feels like every time the Phillies play the Braves, they end up in some type of extra inning game or multiple in a series. Well, last night, the Phillies got the job done against the Mets. It wasn't the cleanest game, right? It wasn't the best performance by the Phillies. But at this point in the season, I'm not really in that mode anymore. It'd be nice to see him get hot going into the postseason. And Nick Castellanos might be doing just that. But stack wins. Find a way to lock up that top wild card seed because you'll have a chance to uh, to get the team rolling in the postseason with the first wild card series, hopefully at Citizens Bank Park. But let's run through last night's game and the uh, the big stories. First of all, the pitching matchup. Ranger Suarez, he got the win. I don't think he was all that sharp in the game. Uh, he's looked slightly better at points, but it, last night wasn't great. Six and two-thirds innings, five hits allowed, but four earned runs. Two walks, six Ks. He did allow a home run, and it just wasn't the sharpest Ranger. That's a little concerning to see with only probably about one, maybe two more starts before the postseason. So Suarez is a little bit of a low point of last night's game. The bullpen, a high point. Jeff Hoffman, a third of an inning in relief. Nailed it down, no problem by him. Craig Kimbrell, an inning pitched. He gave up two hits, but he struck out two and he got out of it clean. And Jose Alvarado was disgusting uh, closing the game down the top of the ninth yesterday. His cutter's back. Uh, that dirty little thing that ends up in on your ankles that you can foul off your foot if you want to, but it's going to hurt like heck if you do it. Yeah, he looks incredible uh, if you just base it on last night's outing. And he looked like the Jose Alvarado that we saw at the start of the season. I mean, he had two strikeouts. He did allow one hit, but, I mean, he worked out of it. And one of the uh, one of the outs was a foul ball to Bryce Harper that was halfway up the first baseline. I mean, he was not touchable last night. I guess he was touchable because he gave up a hit. But bottom line was he was nails when you needed him to be, and that's – Good to see because you're going to need him to be really, really good in the postseason. So the bullpen, good. Ranger Suarez, not quite as good. The offense, let's go ahead and look at it because it wasn't a huge offensive performance for the Phillies. They actually got out hit in the game. They only had seven hits, but they got five runs on those seven hits. Thanks to, well, an Alec Boehm home run, 
And Nick Castellanos home run. Casti had four RBIs. He was two for three with four ribbies. I mean, it was a Nick Castellanos show. And that's what we saw in the final game against the Braves. He went yard twice against Atlanta throughout the winning run at home plate at the ninth or in the ninth, I should say. So uh, the spirit of Scooby-Doo is strong with this one. Uh, the voice in his head must be telling him good things. I don't know what's going on with Nick Castellanos mentally, but I know that his production on the field looks great right now. And if he's hot going into the postseason, that's huge because he didn't have a good postseason last year. I mean, I believe Kyle Schwarber still going to hit homers in October. I believe Trey Turner is still amazing. He's going to find a way. He walked twice last night. Um, he's going to find a way on base. Bohm, Harper, uh, Stott, Real Muto, if the game's on the road, and they're all going to be able to figure stuff out. But Castellanos was the guy that was missing from last year's postseason when it came to offensive production. If he does what he's been doing this year, uh, like that would be an awesome thing because uh, they could really, really use him. I mean, his home run in the bottom of the first made it 2-0. And the Phillies were basically playing from ahead or tied the whole rest of the way. Uh, the Phillies got two – or the Phillies. The Mets got two back in the second. And then Bohm comes up and homers to left center. And Castellanos is a sacrifice fly and it's 4-2. And you're like, okay, we're chilling with that. And then the fourth, the Mets get a little bit back. And the sixth, Vientos hits that home run to tie it up. And you're like, okay, it's a little bit tighter than you want it to be. But playing a lesser opponent at home – this is different than other sports, right? If I'm watching the Eagles and I'm watching football, and you have a lesser opponent, and you're playing them at Lincoln Financial Field, the Eagles home field, and they're just like hanging around. I'm like, oh, oh no, I don't like this. This is how trouble happens. I'd rather the Phillies bury bad teams when they play them at home, but because of the whole dynamic of baseball, the home team gets thick last. Um, last at bats is a huge advantage, and I always feel good about the Phillies being tight late in games because they've proven this year they can win those. They're good in tight situations, which is – Maybe their best asset so far this year is that in tight games, they find ways. Now, they make games tighter than they need to be, which is why I think there's a lot of angst with the fan base sometimes when there shouldn't necessarily be. But they've proven they can get the job done. And Castellanos' home run to left center in the bottom of the sixth was all you needed. Makes a 5-4. Uh, the bullpen locks it down, like I said. And Suarez gets the win. Alvarado gets the save. Kimbrell locked down in the eighth. And, well. It ended up being locked. Someone was trying to break into the house, and they got like halfway through. But it didn't get in. That's all that matters. Nobody scored. No one made it home. You understand what I'm saying. It's a good win for the Phils. And now their magic number is down to five. Okay? And what that means is they either need five more wins or they need the team chasing them to lose five more times. Or, I guess, multiple teams chasing them to lose five more times because there's a lot of teams in the mix in the wild card race. We're going to talk about that coming up in the final segment of today's show. But – yeah, it's a good thing. As low as you can make that magic number is great. Just looking a little bit forward, right? Because I've talked about this on air at 97.5 The Fanatic. I don't know if I brought this up here, though. I want this to be wrapped up by the end of the Pittsburgh Pirates series. The Phillies have three more games against the Mets. Then they'll play three against the Pirates. Those also at Citizens Bank Park. By the end of that series, I want the Phillies to be looking at a clinched top seed in the uh, wild card race. Because that means that you have three games and an off day, I believe. Yeah, because the last game is October 1st. The wild card series wouldn't begin until October 3rd. You have three days in the off day, so four days to work out exactly what you want your rotation to be. It's going to be like some guys getting called up, some bullpen guys making some spot starts, finding a way to get through those games against the Mets. But I'd rather those games not matter because that gives you the ample amount of time to make sure Wheeler's throwing game one. Whoever you want, it's probably going to be Nola throwing game two. And take care of that, and then you're chilling and ready to go for the DS. So uh, that's great that they got this win. Need another one tonight. 
Uh, Phillies play the Mets tonight, and that game, let me just get you the time here, 7.05 p.m., an Apple TV game. You might not be able to find it on your TV if you don't have that Apple. Well, what I want you to do is go to the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies. You'll be able to pull up every pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcast their matchup with the Mets tonight that we're going to talk about coming up. So check them out over at SXM, SiriusXM. They'll be able to get you that game if you can't find it on Apple TV. Yes, coming up, we're going to jump into a little bit about uh, tonight's game and how the Phillies can continue their winning ways. First of all, I want to tell you about my friends over at Game Time. All right, there are title sponsors for this episode. I love Game Time. It's the only way to buy tickets. And it's because buying tickets to your favorite events, it shouldn't be stressful. It shouldn't be a whole ordeal to go ahead and get tickets to a Phillies game right now or an Eagles game or a concert or a play or anything you want to go to. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, theater, all that good stuff near you. They got killer deals on last-minute tickets. So you can stop stressing over the tickets. Plus, they got a best price guarantee. So you don't even have to stress about getting them or how much they cost. You know you're going to have fun. You know you're going to go to the event. You know you're going to pay a good price. Here's why, right? So game time, what they do, they have a game time guarantee. You're always going to get the best price. And if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time's not just going to give you 100% back. They're going to give you 110% of the difference. You're going to make money on it. That's how confident they are. They also have exclusive flash deals on tickets for different sports and events. Um, you don't have to plan months in advance anymore. Just go with game time. Plus, the way you get it, so easy. Pictures of your seats before you buy them. Tickets in a matter of seconds. Just a couple of taps and you got them. And they come right to your uh, your phone. You don't have to worry about digging through your email or anything like that to find them. So download the game time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed with game time. All right, let's talk a little bit about Phillies-Mets round two. Game two of a four-game set tonight at Citizens Bank Park. The Phillies still home. It's nice to have this nice little home stretch to end the year. That's a good advantage. And 7.05 p.m. first pitch, you can listen to every pitch of the Phillies hometown radio broadcast of that game on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies. And you'll be able to pull up everything you need to there. Should be a good one for your fills. They're minus 165 on the money line. They're favored. They've got a 63.6% chance to win, according to ESPN Analytics. Favored there as well. We've seen it been split before. Nope, everyone's on the Phillies. And that's because Taiwan Walker is facing off against Tyler McGill, which advantage Walker. He's 15-5 and five on the year. McGill is 8-8. Eight and eight. The ERA is not too different. It's a 4-4 for Walker, a 4-9-4 for McGill. So Walker doesn't have the brightest and best numbers, right? He's got a 1-3-3 whip, which is not exceptional. But McGill has a 1-6-5. And uh, Walker, uh, strikeouts-wise, has 131. So McGill's 92. Now Walker's pitched more innings than that, but they're they're comparable in the strikeout. Both kind of can be contact pitchers at times, unless they have their stuff working. Uh, 17 home runs given up for McGill, though, in about 40 less innings. Walker's only given up 19. So you can hit the ball out of the yard against Tyler McGill. Something to keep an eye on if you're the Philadelphia Phillies. Now, we have a lineup for tonight's game. Go ahead and look at it. Schwarber's going to lead off in DH. That's basically his thing going forward. Bryce Harper's ready to play first base when you need him to. Trey Turner's going to bat second, play short. Bryce Harper, batting third, playing first, as I told you. Alec Boehm, batting cleanup, playing third base. Bryson Stott, second base, batting fifth. J.T. Romito, batting sixth, catching. Nick Castellanos at seventh, uh, playing right field. Sorry, I whistled a little bit there. But Castellanos down at seven. Cool. I mean, whatever. Put him wherever you want. He's hot. doesn't matter. Martian left field. 
That's where I think he should be come postseason. Rojas in center field. That's where I think he should be come postseason. Rojas, look at this. Batting 299. That's the highest mark on the team. I know the sample size is smaller. He has 127 at bat so far, but two home runs, 21 RBIs, a 299 average, 13 stolen bases. I mean, that's one, two, three, fourth in this lineup right now, maybe fourth on the team. I don't have the full team stats, but I imagine it would be. Like, he's been a nice revelation. Now, career versus Tyler McGill, not great numbers out of the Phillies. Only one person has gone yard off of him, and it's Brandon Marsh, who's two for two career with a home run. Castellanos 0 for 4. Romito 1 for 6. Stott 0 for 2. Bohm 1 for 4. Harper 1 for 6. Turner 1 for 2. The only guy with multiple hits in this career against Tyler McGill is Brandon Marsh. And he's batting 8. So a chance for the guys to get after him a little bit. Now McGill's a righty. Again, that I've told you all year. Righties play into the Phillies lineup better because lefties in their lineup are uh, stronger than the righties are, I firmly believe. Schwarber, give me Schwarber, Harper, Stott, those guys over uh, the alternative of Turner, uh, Bohm, Romito, yeah, like Marsh too. I mean, the lefties are better than the righties in the Philadelphia Phillies lineup. It's close. It's a good balance, but I, I do think the Phillies' best lineup is against a right-handed pitcher because it also takes the chance that Rob Thompson is going to, <clears throat> excuse me, sit Bryson Stott for some random reason or sit Brandon Marsh for some random reason. No, it's not the time of year for that. So it, it's good to see that. Let's take a look at the Mets lineup as well. Uh, Nimmo leading off playing center, Lindor playing shortstop, Jeff McNeil playing right field, Pete Alonzo DHing cleanup, uh, Mauricio batting uh, fifth, playing second, Brett Beatty playing third base, batting sixth, Vientos seventh, he homered last night playing first base, Ortega in left, batting eighth, Larvaez in the catcher spot, batting ninth, and Brewers, Tywin Walker, not a lot of numbers there because he was with them for so long. Uh, no one's hitting over 300 against him couple guys over for career. Could be a nice night for uh, Tywin Walker against his club from last year in the New York Mets. I mean, the Phillies are 84 and 69. The Mets are 71 and 82. They're 11 games below 500. This is not a team that you should have trouble with. You might lose a game of the four. It's hard to sweep a team even in three games, but you should be able to take this one tonight and set yourself up even closer. And then we got to look around baseball and see where the other uh, kind of races are when it comes to the Cubs, the Diamondbacks. Uh, the Marlins don't sleep on the Padres. The Padres won seven straight. I think it is now they're cooking out there in San Diego. It's no worry to the Phillies, but if they make it in, that's a team I'd rather be on the outside looking in. Cause I think they're still a quality lineup and they have a guy who's probably going to be your national league Cy Young winner in Blake Snell. So go ahead and take that for what it's worth. But the teams you're really looking at giants, reds, Marlins, uh, Cubs and Diamondbacks, those last two, and the Cubs and Diamondbacks, the ones most likely to end up with the second wild card seed. So, teams you got to focus on. Uh, but we'll we'll have a little bit of a discussion on that coming up in just a second when we talk about the wild card standings and if the Diamondbacks might be the team the Phillies need to face. Again, Phillies Mets though, first priority. Seven oh five p.m. tonight, Eastern Standard Time. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies hometown radio broadcast of that game on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies. Uh, just looking at the batting leaders, this will just show you kind of where things are at, right? Pete Alonzo, 45 homers. Kyle Schorber, 45 homers. Comparable. Uh, Alonzo, more RBIs because he doesn't bat lead off like Schorber does. Nimmo's batting 272 to lead the Mets. Harper batting 289 to lead the qualified Phillies, better average-wise. RBIs, Alonzo has 114 that leads both ball clubs. But, I mean – Castellanos is over 100. Schwarber's going to be over 100. 
Alec Bohm might clear 100. The Phillies just have a much better, more balanced lineup. I don't have to tell you that the Phillies are better than the Mets. The record will do that. Mets fans will do that. I mean, heck, everybody knows that the Mets have collapsed this year. Go ahead and put them out of their misery. Not that they're, uh, they've got anything to play for. Do they have – are they still in the postseason? Let me see if they've been eliminated yet. You may have a chance to eliminate them. Uh, they have not yet been eliminated, but they're the next team in line to be eliminated. And the Pirates are right after them. How cool would it be if the Phillies ended the Mets season, ended the Pirates season, wrapped it up and ended their own season by uh, resting some people and then getting ready for the postseason? Like that would be an ideal way to end this uh, end this campaign, this 2023 regular season. You're playing two of the lesser teams in your league the rest of the way. Take care of business. Continue to win games. Continue to make me put on this victory shirt that I'm wearing today. You can see it on the YouTube. Uh, so if you're not watching on YouTube, go ahead and check it out. But yeah, just continue to plug away, and the Philadelphia Phillies will be just fine. Coming up, we're going to jump into the discussion about the Arizona Diamondbacks and if they're the team to watch for the wild card. And if so, well, how does that affect the Phillies? We'll get into that as we uh, wrap up Locked on Phillies. Let me tell you about our friends over at Fandle, though. You want to snap into action this NFL season with Fandle, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers, they get $200 in bonus bets, guaranteed, when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. You can place $5 on, uh, I don't know, Yohan Ross hit four home runs tonight. And if you lose, you'll still get those $200 in bonus bets. Now, I'd make a smarter bet than that, so you also win on the $5 bet, but you're going to get $200 in bonus bets either way. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app's super easy to use. I've been using it for years. There's a wide range of betting options. You can bet spreads, player props, over-unders, uh, the same game parlays that they have, which are awesome. There's such a great bevy of ways to bet with FanDuel. You can also look at futures. I know we're, we're looking at NFL stuff. Futures for the NFL season. Who's going to win big awards? Is Jalen Carter potentially defensive rookie of the year for the Eagles? Are the Eagles going to win the Super Bowl? Do you want to bet on that? There's a bunch of stuff you can get into. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off the NFL season right. We're in week three. Still a good time to get in before the lines adjust to how teams are playing. So go ahead and check them out. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, let's get into this discussion about the Diamondbacks because it's interesting to me. I'm just looking at what they have going the rest of the way. So the wild card standings right now for the National League. The Phillies are leading. Uh, they're 84 and 69. They're five games up on the last spot in the playoffs. So pretty certain the Phillies are going to be a playoff team. They have three games up on the Diamondbacks, who are at 81 and 72 and in the second spot right now. The Marlins are two games back of the Diamondbacks at 79 and 74. The Cubs sitting there at 79 and 74. The Reds not going away, 79 and 75, a half game out of the wild card spot, depending on tiebreakers, because there's two teams tied for that last spot. And then you got like the Giants are three games out. The Padres are now only four games out. So they're not dead yet, but they're close to it. They're on life support. Uh, the teams you really need to worry about if you're the Phillies, the Diamondbacks, the Cubs, I guess the Marlins, like the Marlins are a nice little team. They play the Phillies well. I don't want the Marlins to be the Phillies first round opponent because that divisional three game, there's too much familiarity there. Arizona, I'd love to see them over the Marlins and the Cubs. I'd love to see them over both those teams because I think the Cubs are the lesser of the three, but we'll see how it plays out. But we kept focusing on the Cubs for like three weeks there. It was, oh, the Cubs are hot. Are they going to chase the Phillies down? Are they going to be the top wild card team? Are they going to be the second? Could you potentially go to Wrigley? Will they come here? How do they stack up? 
And that all seems like it's completely shifted. Now, two games, and there's still time for teams to make that up. It's about 10 games remaining for a lot of these teams. So, yeah, you've got time still to determine where you're going to end up in the standings. But the Diamondbacks are interesting. They have a negative run differential. They're minus 16 on the season in run differential, even though they're nine games above 500. Uh, they have a guy in Zach Gallon who's a monster. Uh, you've seen him already this year. He can create problems for you in a short series because if he goes out and shoves, there might not be much you can do. So that's a scary prospect. And Corbin Carroll's a player, man. That guy is really, really darn good. I mean, just looking at some of the stats from the year that he's put together, let's just look at what he's doing right now. He's batting 286. Uh, he has 50 stolen bases. He's a terror on the base pass. Uh, he's got 73 RBIs, 25 home runs. I mean, he's still a young player. 37 doubles, nine triples. The wheels are insane. And with him, uh, Marte, Walker, Gurriel, uh, Perdomo. I mean, they've got some names that you've heard before. I'm not too worried about the prospect of them beating the Philadelphia Phillies, but giving you headaches, they absolutely can they're not as good of a team as the Phillies, but they're good enough that you need to worry about them. And if that's the team you match up against, it's not going to be a fun wild card series. Well, it might be, but it's not going to be an easy wild card series. If the Phillies move on, and that's any postseason series, right? If the Phillies move on, they're going to have earned it. But start doing your research on the Arizona Diamondbacks. They're a team that is possibly going to be your matchup in the first round and stand between you and a rematch with the Atlanta Braves in the NLDS. So as it stands right now, Phillies Diamondbacks would be the wild card series, top wild card series, if the season ended today. So uh, shift your focus a little bit from the north side of Chicago out there to Arizona and that warm weather and that big empty stadium that they play in and see if they're going to be the guys. Something to keep a watch as we head into the final like week and change of the season. So uh, that's all for today's episode of Locked on Phillies. Thank you so much for checking us out. Please make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube like I told you before the episode started. It really helps me out. really helps you out. It costs you nothing. It takes like two seconds. It's super easy to do. So go ahead and check that out. Uh, Locked on Phillies on YouTube. And, uh, yeah, appreciate you uh, being along for the ride, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And we'll talk to you next time on the next episode of Locked on Phillies.